0: Welcome to the Sober Sidekicks Never Alone podcast, brought to you by the creator Chris Thompson, hosted and produced by Carl Fessenden. This podcast was created to highlight the stories and successes that make up the community that forms the Sober Sidekick. Chris built the Sober Sidekick because addiction thrives in isolation. We want to remind you that you do not have to fight this battle alone. We strive to bring you inspiring stories that will let you overcome your darkness and lift you from the ashes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Never Alone Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Alone Podcast. My name is Carl, your host, and welcome. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode Um, We are definitely moving right along on our episode count. We're almost up to episode 20, so that's amazing. Uh, We have a great guest lined up for you um, today on today's show, and I just want to take care of some housekeeping notes. Again, uh, you know, I iterize this every time we have a podcast, but I think it's really important because we want people to be able to find the podcast who might not necessarily know about the podcast or, or are connected with the Sober Sidekick community. So if you have found the podcast and you're not part of the Sober Sidekick community, welcome. We're glad that you found us. If you would like to join that community, you can download the Sober Sidekick app. Um, It's both um, for Android and Apple users. Uh, Wonderful community there, lots of support. And uh, we use Spotify. So if you're on Spotify uh, listening to us, um, go ahead and click the three little dots it's gonna. If you go to the episode, at least on my on my iPhone, if you go to the episode, right under the logo, there will be three little dots, and what you can do is click on that, and then you'll be able to give us a rating. So go ahead and give us a rating. We are really trying to get as many ratings as possible, and what the ratings do is it really allows other people to find the show. So as our ratings go up, um, Spotify will move our ranking. Along, So if you were to do recovery podcasts, which there are a lot of recovery podcasts out there. So, um, you know, you'll find a lot of them. So that rating system will really help kind of bounce us up the list and um, allow other people uh, to find the podcast. And, you know, hopefully this podcast is helping people. That's my goal when I got into podcasting was to help one person. I figured on my original podcast, if I helped one person, then I had a successful podcast. So today we're just trying to meet the same goal. You know, if, if each episode can just help that one person, then this episode is, is a success. If we can help two people, three people, four people. And you can see how the cycle can kind of grow. And as our listenership grows, we're going to have more people talking about it. So if you like this podcast, please share it with all of your friends. If they're in the recovery community, maybe they're not in the recovery community, you know, but um, we're trying to just get out there to as many people as possible. So, all right, well, let's get on with today's show. Um, I have Andrea on the phone, or Andrea. Sorry about that. Um, I, I keep wanting to say Andrea. I don't know. I've been learning Spanish with my husband, and um, <laughs> I, I think he's starting to influence the way that I see words and wanting to say the words now. Like, I want to roll the R, but I can't roll my R's, so I'm, I'm not even going to try, because I'll, uh, it's, it would just be embarrassing. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrea, welcome to the show, and we're so glad that you took the time to do this interview with us today. So tell me, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how it is that you came on to doing this episode with us?
1: Thank you. And hi Carl. And it's pronounced Andrea, but I there's people say so many different things mm-hmm. that I pretty much respond to anything at this <laughs> point. <laughs> and um, um, let me see. I will go ahead and just jump right into All it. Right. And my I get forgive me for being a little emotional at times because some of the you know I have triggers and it's Pretty much what led me to such a downward spiral. And, and, ah, here I go. So I really started drink I think my first taste of alcohol was at 12. And I remember how it made me feel. And I wasn't sure if I liked it. Excuse me. And I, um, I actually, maybe drank for about a year and my family my parents were drug addicts so by maybe 12 and a half 13 i became addicted to crank so from about let's just say 13 to 15 years old i didn't drink anymore but i had become addicted to drugs um I quit doing drugs at I will crank at 15 because I maybe became 80 pounds, 90 pounds. And it seemed like no one, when well, nobody even noticed around me um, or just gave up, and <laughs> didn't care. Um, after that, that's when I really got into alcohol. I started, it, it was beer. That's how I started. And I could drink in 18 pack. By myself in in one night. And it just became excessive. Um, I then entered a very abusive relationship for about six years, and I started drinking even heavier to numb that pain. So I've been drinking ever since then, but it's gotten worse. I then quit drinking beer and got introduced to hard alcohol. Hard, Hard alcohol became my best friend and depend on what type of alcohol, I be- I was two totally different people. And I just remember, you know, I'd go out and the alcohol made me feel good. Dancing, being carefree, be- having more self-confidence. That's what I enjoyed about the alcohol, the self-confidence, because I lacked it. I was bullied in school. I was sexually abused by my father. I was, you know... In an abusive relationship for six years He left me on the freeway To basically die And uh, I've been Drinking ever since But I'm 91 days sober And this is the longest I've ever Gone without a drink I um, Was scrolling One day and it just hit me I, I gotta stop Because I was ruining relationships I With my fiance my, my sister, my niece People around me No one wanted to hang out with me And I just thought What, what am I doing? And I thought There's got to be some sort of Help online And I just happened to Come across the app And I was uh, Reading all the posts And comments from the community mm-hmm. And for some reason It touched my heart like you wouldn't believe I don't know what What about the community? They seem so tight knit. And my very first post, I mean, it was flooded with emotional, you know, just so much support. And that has helped me with the power of prayer. I I wouldn't be able to get through this.
0: Well, thank you so much for opening up and sharing that with us. You know, I, I think when we become vulnerable like this, it really kind of helps mend our souls a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, I I can remember early in recovery for myself when I was I would tell my story, and I would think back to the life and death situation that I had put myself in, and and getting it out there, telling people about that was so important for me because I needed to, why don't, it was very important to me. Maybe I can't necessarily put a reason why it was important to me. I'm thinking about that, but.
1: Yes, I would like to be, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I would like to just be, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity because I, I ended up the wrong way on the freeway. And by the grace of God, there was nobody on the freeway. And, and it's like, I have so many just stories of the things I got myself into that I'm, you know, it's, it sickens me now. And it's absolutely terrifying the things I got myself into. And it's just not worth it. It's not safe. And, you know, it's like, I just want to say you're worth more than that. Don't waste your life with alcohol. It's. It's challenging but we can overcome it.
0: Yeah. Any
1: um, any type of addiction?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We we have the ability to um you know take our lives back. And yeah. this is this is that opportunity for all of us out there. You know, even even if you're struggling with addiction still or maybe you have you know, multiple years of recovery or, or maybe you just have a, a few months of recovery. We all have this opportunity to recreate the way that we perceived our lives to be. I perceived my life to be a, an addict, uh, you know, somebody that was addicted to uh, some hardcore drugs. I summed my life up to be working a dead-end job. You know, and this is really hard because, you know, my parents are, are both um, educated. They've, they went to grad school and, you know, they, they've had really good careers. They're retired now. So I think it was really hard on them, especially because, you know, when, when you have a child, you, you want all the things for your child. You want all the best things and you want your child to succeed in life and maybe not have to go through the same struggles that you've had to go through. Yeah. So I think that it was really hard for them, you know, but like you said, we have this opportunity now in front of us. So what are we going to do with the opportunity? Oh, and my little dog is right here. I have her in my lap right now and she's looking up at me. She's like, she's like, what are you doing with that microphone there? She almost, she almost licked the microphone. So, um, For those of you that um, are wondering why I have a dog in my lap, um, our our little dog, um, I call her Mila Camila, um, but little Mila here uh, had her surgery so she can't produce puppies, and it was very traumatic for her, and she's in a cone, and she looks ridiculous. Um, We we tried putting her in a onesie, um, but she was still kind of, you know, um, chewing it at the area that where she had the surgery so we just wanted um, her back in the cone so now she's a cone head again oh my little Mila but she's just sitting here with us as we do the interview so yeah. you know
1: if it's okay mm-hmm. I wanted to add something that sure. it, it's kind of where I was trying to get out earlier but I spaced out <laughs> um, mm-hmm. while I was drinking extremely heavy. um, I am diabetic. Well, I wasn't, uh, I didn't, I I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't take my um, situation serious. Well, I, I got sick. I got very sick and I passed out and I, my doctor says I I my sugar level was so high I was running in maybe the five hundreds for a while and that's why I was so sick. Mm. Well, it ended up giving me um, a mini stroke, and I now have seizures from all that.
0: Mm.
1: I suffer from seizures. I got my license taken away. I can't drive. Mm. I lost my job. It's just sent me on and it's like i still kept drinking mm-hmm. you know and this uh, despite having a medical condition i still kept drinking mm-hmm. and it's like i had to i had to st- i had to stop i i was losing sensation from my knees down um and it, it i i just told myself this is enough this is enough yeah so it's, it's just not worth it anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I like to say the party's over.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> That's is. Though. My
1: thing. The party's over. I'm 42. I think <laughs> party's over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I, I had the same, the same kind of thought, you know, like, with all my medical stuff that I had going on, I, I got diagnosed with congested heart failure. Mm. My um, my doctor told me I was a couple weeks away from being put on a, probably a transplant list if I didn't get oh. to the hospital. And you know, so kind of facing reality of of my uh, p- potential demise, you know, yes. and and but then bouncing back from that and saying I you know I don't need to let my addiction define who I'm going to be. Um, you know, it's like that saying. Um, anyone can fall down, and anyone can get back up, but somebody with determined and extraordinary gets back up to change, so that they hopefully won't fall down again. So
1: yes, I love know. that because that's exactly where I'm at at this point. I just it, it's hard because I'm surrounded by alcohol, mm-hmm. and but yeah. I you know but I've been. I'm not saying I'm religious. I'm just very spiritual, and for me, it's prayer. Mm-hmm. And I just pray. You know, I ask the Lord for the strength every day to take away the the smell, take away the cra- uh, the craving. It's like sometimes I could smell it. I can literally taste it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just pray, just remove that and help me yeah. get through this.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. What, what an episode today. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I just have, have episodes and I, and I love all of my guests. uh, Don't, don't get me wrong, but sometimes, you know, sitting on the other side of the microphone, you know, you, you have moments and, and everything. And, and this has been a, a very special moment. So, so Andrew, can you tell us now Um, a little bit about, uh, your experience with the community of sober sidekick and, you know, how has that helped your recovery?
1: Oh, I have made many posts and when I'm feeling at that moment um that i really want to have a drink that is the first thing i'll do i will make a post and it's like instantly you have people in you know with your direct messages or right away if you need someone to talk to here's my number or you got this be strong hang in there and it's so encouraging when you're surrounded by alcohol you have you have people, yeah, they're not in front of you, but you know that there's a community that understands you. So I can go, you know, walk away from the alcohol, I get on the app and I'll talk to people. I have talked to quite a few people when I was in a, a dark at uh, that moment where I, I was gonna drink. so it, it's it's helped me so much, and I just. I recommend it to, you know, even if you don't suffer from addiction, pass it on to someone you might know. I don't, I don't know, but it has helped me so much, so much that I've gone 91 days.
0: <laughs> and that's, that is definitely an accomplishment. Um, congratulations on 91. Um, that's, that's amazing. And
1: thank you. I'm striving for, I know, you know, the hundred just to, mm-hmm. just to be like, I'm excited. This is the first time I've been excited about being, you know, sober, Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, just sober. And it feels good. My body feels better. And like I said, my um, diabetes was so high that my sugar level was at such a dangerous level. It was at 15 and the doctor hadn't even seen that level before. It was that bad. I I was killing myself. Yeah. And now without the alcohol completely, I went from a 15, uh, my A1C is now at a six. Mm-hmm. So that is fantastic. I'm like in the right track. I'm on the right track. And I, I'm also bipolar in case you throw that out there. So um, I was, you know, mixing hard liquor with my psych meds on top of diabetes medication. So I was a train wreck. And forgive me, this is where I get emotional, but I was a train wreck and I didn't care. I did care, you know, the after of the people's feelings I hurt, but it didn't, I did I didn't care because I didn't care about myself. I just maybe it's only been about a year, maybe, that I've discovered how to love myself after all the years of abuse and uh you know my my father still abused me up until the age of 39 but there it turned into you know verbal abuse and why I continued to have the relationship with him I'll never know I don't quite understand it but that also I believe is what kept me drinking Mm -hmm. I just didn't care and I didn't love myself but I've recently discovered it and it's a good feeling.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. Well, you know, we're we're kind of getting close to time here. So, um, thank you very much for sharing all of that. And uh, you know, I can definitely relate to to learning how to love myself again. You know, and just yeah. and and learning how to and who I was. I always kind of summed up my, my addiction as as a suitcase full of masks that I would put on depending on the situation or the people that I was around. I was a, very much a chameleon, you know, trying to blend in and trying to, um, you know, fit in to yes. uh, different groups and everything. And, and I, was, I was quite good at it. Uh, so, you know how, how can we use all of this energy that we've put into our addiction? How can we use it to better ourselves? And and that was a goal for myself. You know, I said, if I put as much energy into, to finding dope and, and getting high and drinking and, you know, doing all these things, if I put all that energy into something positive, that's going to better myself, even at the age of uh, 37, when I got clean, um, you know, it's, it's remarkable what, what you can achieve within, even within the first 90 days, six months, one year. Um, they, they, they say the five year mark is where you see a really big change. And I, and it's, it's so true. I was, you know, I'm, I'm in my fifth year now and, um, it, life is starting to form and, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, you know, I just, I, I bought a, a motorcycle not because I need it but because I want it and you know I'm I'm shopping around for insurance and insurance in California for a motorcycle is freaking ridiculous but um <laughs> you know but I'm I'm looking yeah. at this and I'm like man they want you know like one one group wants you know $2000 up front for the for the year you can't do a monthly on it and you know, and then other insurance is like $400 a month. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm taking responsibility for my life, and I am adulting. I'm, I'm doing what I need to be able to do. And, you know, and it's a requirement because I at least, or not, well, I finance the vehicle. So it's a requirement for the finance company for me to um do this. And next month I'm planning on paying the whole vehicle off, even though I just bought it. Um, you know, but, uh, it, it's, it's so good and it's, it's such a great feeling to see yourself acting like an adult see yourself acting like a responsible person, right? I used to I used to get a high paying my bills. I get so excited. Oh my gosh, I just paid my bill and it was on time. And like I would literally get a high from that. So yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, Andrea, thank you so much for your time today. And what I would like to do is I want to pose a question for you. And this is a question that I um, ask all of my guests. And <clears throat> what I would like to do is I'd like you to think about uh, what you could say to a newcomer. Say they just sat down with you at a meeting. What could you tell that person in a couple of sentences um, that could help them and influence them to go to another meeting and maybe give this program a try?
1: I believe I would first thing is give them a hug if they're welcome to it. <laughs> I would then... Um, just let them know that, you know, this is the first step. Um, it might be a little challenging, but you have people that are surrounding you and, you know, there's uh, more ways to outreach and we can get through this together, you, you know, one day, 10 minutes at a time.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, That's, that's really good. And, and I'm so happy to hear you say one minute or 10 minutes, you know, not, not necessarily one day, because for a lot of us, that's, that's what it really kind of boiled down to in the beginning. It's like, okay, how do I make it through the next minute without using, or how do I make it through, you know, the next two hours, you know, and so um, one day at a time is, is a great way to look at it. But sometimes we need to break it down into smaller doses as well. So it's okay to do that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Andrea, I want to thank you again for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you so much uh, for talking to me. And I, again, I de- I definitely recommend this app to um everyone who I- I is possibly suffering from um, any form of addiction or, you know, a-, a friend or family member, because it has helped me tremendously. And I would I would talk to anyone and and recommend this app.
0: This episode of the Never Alone podcast was recorded in studio by the Drunken Worm Podcast Productions. The Never Alone podcast is part of the Sober Sidekick brand that was created by Chris Thompson. If you are in need of help, remember you're never alone. If you're in crisis, dial 988 for help. You can also dial 911 if you're feeling you're in a life-threatening emergency. Remember you're never alone and there's always somebody out there that can help you. Thank you again for listening to the Never Alone Podcast. This is Carl Fessen signing off. And remember, stay well, stay sober, and live your best life. Take care.